What's cracking, y'all? Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. If it's your first time tapping into content here on Destination Debbie, appreciate you giving me a little bit of your time today. If you stick around until the end of the video and you find the information you obtain here actionable and or entertaining, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, like the content, comment below. Let me know what you think about these players. Week one of the NFL season is a wrap, and we've got some actionable information. We don't want to panic. We don't want to overreact, but we're going to talk about what we actually saw from a Trinity perspective for what we need to do potentially in week two of redraft seasons uh, or in Dynasty Fantasy Football in general. So the Trinity, I talked about this in a previous video, and we'll talk about some players that were talked about and performed and some that had some unfortunate situations take place. But we're going to get you in and out really quickly on this show today. we got a lot of information to go through, a lot of information to talk about. Remember, Trinity, target share, air yard share, yards per route run, and yards after the catch per reception. If you've got a receiver, it's going to command the targets, downfield, intermediate, and short. You've got a receiver that can make something happen after the catch. They're running a high amount of yards per route run you're probably going to find a very, very good wide receiver for fantasy football purposes. So let's kick this thing off with one of the players that's on the thumbnail of this video, Chris Olave. And I discussed him in the last Trinity video as somebody where you look at his numbers from last year and those ingredients to be an elite difference-making wide receiver were already there. Week one of the season, I was a little concerned. I wanted to see how he performed on the field with Juwan Johnson, with the new quarterback, and with Michael Thomas back on the field. And shout out to Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life, Dwayne McFarland. We use their rankings over at Destination Debbie for our seasonal rankings, and this beautiful utilization tool is phenomenal. Highly recommend you check this out. We're partnered with Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. But let's take a look at the New Orleans Saints in week one. Talked about Chris Olave. Ran 84% of the routes, 31% target share. This is very, very good from week one. ADOT 13.1, the air yard share, 33% for Chris Olave. Highest on the team, next highest was Rashid Shahid at 25%. And then from a yak perspective, it's only one game, but he is uh, 7.8 yards per reception after the catch. That needs to stabilize a little bit more. But the point is, he did. He is one of the highest wide receivers for yards after the catch on week one. And you look at his running mate, Michael Thomas, a lot of us were concerned about MT. Coming into the season, can he stay healthy? Well, he ran 92% of the routes, earned 22% of the target share, and then 20% of the air yard share. So what this tells me right here about this situation is there's no doubt that Chris Olave is the main man in New Orleans, at least after week one, commanding the targets, getting downfield, and picking up yards after the catch. If you're in Dynasty, this is a player right now with everything that just happened with Garrett Wilson. If you are able to do a one-for-one swap, go try to get Chris Olave. I was worried how he would react and, and interact with Michael Thomas, no concerns. This is a potential elite wide receiver in the making. Already damn good, but I'm actually going to move him up in my dynasty rankings. This is encouraging after week one. Now, another player I want to talk about, young guy, one of the hottest names in the fantasy football space right now. Let's go out to L.A. and talk about Puka Nakua. This young rookie wide receiver took over for Cooper Cup, and a lot of people were a little... Uh, a little skeptical. You have Van Jefferson there, Tutu Atwell. And would the Rams actually roll out an offense featuring Puka Nakua? The answer to that question was unequivocally yes. And probably to a degree that nobody saw coming. I just want you to take a look at the wide receivers for the Rams. Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, Demarcus Robinson, and Ben Skoranek. 
90% of the routes for the top three guys, Puka, Tutu, and Van Jefferson, very good there. But here's where it separates. 39% target share for Puka Nakua, 40% targets per route run, which is insane. His air yard share on this offense, 35%. This right here is elite usage. We know that he had 15 targets, 100, almost 20 yards, and, and could have had more. You know, Matthew Stafford missed him on a deep bomb. But this is one where even if you don't have Puka Nakua, you can't buy him. He's not on waivers. The fact that Tutu Atwell is running 90% of the routes and out-targeted Van Jefferson pro provides a different skill set, significantly more air yards, almost double the air yards than Van Jefferson. Tutu Atwell is out there. Week two, the Rams play. Who do the Rams play in week two? Looking at the schedule right now. They play San Francisco. Ugh. Probably not a good matchup uh, for any of these guys, but... If they do get in a shootout, the, the 49ers score some points. Could be some nice garbage time opportunity for these receivers. But no doubt in my mind, after week one, the two receivers that you want from the Rams right now, absent Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell. I'll talk about Puka Nakua a little more from a dynasty perspective on the rookie report that will drop later today. But very encouraging numbers for these young Rams players. On an offense, it's probably going to have to sling the ball around the field a lot now. One of the other wide receivers that I am just, I want to have, I want to go get. I think you can start him with confidence in week two. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens play against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road, so a much more difficult task. I expect Cincinnati to show up. But Zay Flowers, my goodness, this rookie came on the field and statistically from a Trinity perspective may have put together uh, one of the more complete and impressive uh, numbers that you'll see and stat lines that you'll see absent Tyreek Hill from a data perspective. So let's pull up the utilization report and take a look at Zay Flowers right here. And I just want to show you how he compares to everybody else on the team. Odell Beckham had 100% uh, route, uh, route participation, which is great. Zay Flowers, 93%. Rashad Bateman, 56.9%. But here is where uh, it gets completely just, it separates like, like Moses part in the Red Sea. 50% target share for Zay Flowers. 50% of the targets went to Zay Flowers, right? His ADOT was very low. Young rookie, 2.6. It's not what you want to see. But the air yard share, second on the team behind Odell Beckham, right ahead of, of Rashad Bateman. And then his first read target share, 60%. First read target share, number one in the NFL. So when Lamar Jackson is dropping back, Lamar Jackson is looking for Zay Flowers. He had 10 targets. The next closest Raven had three. Now, this will change when Mark Andrews hits the field. However, we saw in 2021, Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown thrive. Andrews had over 1,300 receiving yards, and Hollywood Brown had over 1,000 yards on 146 targets. So it's if you watch the game, it's very evident, very clear that Zay Flowers is the most explosive receiver on that team. And from a Trinity perspective, I like what I'm seeing early. First read target share. He's commanding the targets. He's involved in the air yard department. And the yak is, of course, there for Zay Flowers. Talk more about him on the rookie report. So let's get in to the next player. And we're getting a little dirtier here, but this is a player who could be on waivers, is probably on waivers in redraft leagues, could be on waivers in dynasty leagues. And I think you should pick him up. He doesn't play for the Los Angeles Rams. He is now one of the starting wide receivers for the Pittsburgh Steelers because Deontay Johnson, who we referenced in the last Trinity video, injured his hamstring, is going to miss a couple of weeks. But Allen Robinson steps into the fold as a starting wide receiver for the Steelers. And take a look at what he did in week one. He was second on the team in route participation. That, of course, is because Deontay Johnson fell to injury, had 16% of the targets, which is tied 
with George Pickens. So we know what GP is. We're excited for George Pickens. But don't sleep on the opportunity that could be there for Allen Robinson. This is a team in the Pittsburgh Steelers who threw the ball 85% of the time to only 15% runs. I do not believe that is going to stay the same. They got down early and had no choice but to throw the ball. But when you're looking at Allen Robinson, you don't really like a lot of these things from a dynasty perspective. But from a redraft seasonal perspective, I'm very curious to see how much of Deontay Johnson's 23% air yard share will inevitably go to A-Rob, or does that get absorbed by George Pickens? You see Calvin Austin was involved in some of the routes as well, but this is a player. The Pittsburgh Steelers want to throw the ball. They're in a division that's going to score points. Allen Robinson should not be on waivers. As long as Deontay, Deontay Johnson is missing time, Allen Robinson is a player that I want to target. The route participation is there. The target share right now tied for first on the team after week one. And then the air yard share, how much of that will he absorb from Deontay Johnson's injury? We shall see. Next player on the board that we need to talk about again, player in seasonal leagues is on waivers. And I'm going to tell you right now, maybe a little out of sight, out of mind, because this team played on Thursday. But I'm here to remind you that if you need a receiver in deeper leagues in the pinch, Josh Reynolds is your guy. This is a very, very good offense that lacks speed. Josh Reynolds is like the fastest that they have outside of Jamison Williams, and he's not very fast. But what you like when you look at the data is Josh Reynolds commanded 35% of the air yard share. He was on the field running routes 81% of the time, which was second highest behind Amon Ross St. Brown. And he had the second highest target share at 21% behind Amon Ross St. Brown's 28%. The targets per route run, almost identical with Amon Ross St. Brown at 21% targets per route run. Amon Ross at 22%. Marvin Jones, surprisingly, only running 58% of the routes. He had 24% of the targets per route run. But this is a situation where Josh Reynolds, as long as J-Mo is out, Ben Johnson's offense with the play-action game, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, rushing attack, Sam Laporta underneath, a lot of attention on Amon Ross St. Brown. Shallow leagues, I'm not telling you to pick them up and start them in a start eight, start nine, but deeper leagues, dynasty leagues, there's no reason Josh Reynolds should be on waivers. This is a player who right now is fulfilling a lot of these Trinity categories. Look at that ADOT, almost 12, averaged up the target. Air yard share is there. The routes are there. The target share right there, tick below Amon Ross St. Brown. This is not bad. This is encouraging for an offense, again, that should be really good this season. All right, let's keep the party rolling. And this next player that I want to talk about is somebody that we have been excited for, for a couple of years now. But for whatever reason, after the rookie season, this player gets into the coach's doghouse. We see a little bit of a redemption, a little bit of a breakout last year. And early returns this year are phenomenal for 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. This is a player that we like. This is a player that we liked coming out of Arizona State. His ability to affect defenses after the catch is something uh, that scouts coveted with him coming out of Arizona State. And you saw that show up on the field this past Sunday. And when you look at Brandon Ayuk's utilization chart, there's no doubt, at least after week one, who they're trying to get the ball to in the important areas of the field. You look at him, 88% of his routes, uh, he ran 88% of the team's routes. Whereas you look at Adebo Samuel, who was out there 100% of routes for the wide receivers, the only receiver on San Francisco to do that. Yet, Brandon Ayuk garnered 31% of Brock Purdy's targets, while Debo Samuel's right around 23%. And then you look at the ADOT, 8.5 for Debo, ADOT for Brandon Ayuk, one of those ancillary metrics that just coincide with the very next metric that's a part of the Trinity, the air yard share. His ADOT was 14.63, 53% of his team's air yard share, which is 
that is a lot. That is above elite level. And no, I don't expect him to continue that week in and week out. But the route combinations and concepts concepts that they're using Brandon Ayuk in, he's going to continue to get those 20-yard dig routes, those deep in-breaking routes, those nine routes. He's going to continue to get those opportunities. And then would you really like to see another one of those ancillary metrics that just you want your receiver looking for these players when they've got to have it? 33% of his targets come on third and fourth down. So there's a player, Brandon Ayuk, who I, I don't want to proclaim him an elite wide receiver right now. There's still a lot of season yet left, a lot of time. But what we saw early in that game really screams that he's not only the one, but he's got a posi- uh, got the potential to be a true difference maker at the wide receiver position this year, an elite wide receiver with a very efficient quarterback in Brock Purdy. Another player that looked good after week one and probably out there on some waivers, maybe deeper leagues, maybe some shallow leagues that he was dropped or nobody's really paying attention to the New England Patriots. But I want to talk about the guy that the beat reporter said could lead the team in targets, receptions, yards, year about Juju's knee. Kendrick Bourne went out there week one and commanded it for the New England Patriots. And this is a Patriots team that played much better than a lot of people thought they would. And a New England Patriots team that gets the Miami Dolphins here in week two. And just when you look at the defense that uh, New England's going to have to face, the Miami Dolphins play pretty well. They were eighth in EPA per play defensively in the NFL after week one. And then you look at the New England Patriots, they were around 16th. But thinking about Kendrick Bourne in particular and what he did, well, let's take a look at those Trinity ingredients, those Trinity components. And here it is for Kendrick Bourne. 93% of the routes. I'm just going to read this off so you guys can hear this. Devontae Parker was banged up, wasn't active in this game. Kendrick Bourne, 93% of the routes. Demario Douglas, 47%. Juju, 47%. Kayshawn Boutte, 74%. Just keep that on your mind. Keep that on your radar. 74% of the routes, Kayshawn Boutte. Problem is, Boutte only had 8% of the targets. But Kendrick Bourne, 21% of the targets. Next closest, Douglas and Juju with 13% target share the air yard share very important as well you look at Kendrick Bourne 32 percent for him opposed to Kayshawn Boutte only 22 percent and no other New England Patriot wide receiver over 20 so again for dynasty are you interested in Kendrick Bourne long term no you're not you're not interested in him long term but this was a player that we liked him when he played at San Francisco a lot of people have been Uh, excited to see a little more Kendrick Bourne on an NFL field, but for whatever reason, he never just got that opportunity. But by product of uh, nobody else being in the building, it looks like he's going to get an opportunity now in New England. And those components that we're looking for, again, get another game, see who's really out there producing yak. But Kendrick Bourne, one of the better receivers on the week and somebody that if they are on waivers, you can catch one of these cats right now. Maybe you can sneak them through for a $0 bid. Kendrick Bourne is definitely one of those receivers that have the components to help you win championships, to help your team score points, to position yourself to win a championship. Mac Jones is number one receiver that's on the field damn near 100% of the time. Sign me up for that. And another big name guy. I'm just very excited because this player is just as consistent as can be on a team that looked a lot better than we thought they would. And I'm talking about Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. A lot of hesitation about him coming in the year with Anthony Richardson, a young quarterback. They're probably not going to throw the ball a lot. However, you watch the Colts week one versus Jacksonville, and they were very competitive in that matchup. 
This week, they get the Houston Texans on the road. So we get to see another battle of rookies between C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. And what you liked out of the Indianapolis Colts and Age Rich was Shane Steichen making sure that he targeted the one guy that A. Rich could feel comfortable that would catch the ball, get open, because he's one of the best receivers in the NFL at defeating man coverage. So let's take a look at his utilization report and talk through the areas that are very important for us and what we want to see. Michael Pittman Jr. led their team with 98% of its team's routes. The next closest, Alec Pierce at 87%. And then you get to targets per route run. Just looking at the other wide receivers on this list, right? Alec Pierce playing opposite Michael Pittman, 7% targets per route run. Not good. 9% target share for Alec Pierce. They got him lining up on the opposite side that Anthony Richardson throws the ball to, and they are designing concepts for Michael Pittman Jr., who had 20% targets per route run, 26% target share. His air yard share, 28%. That led the team. Led the team in target share, led the team in routes, targets per route run, air yard share, third and fourth down target percentage. This is a player that, that Anthony Richardson will continue to go to and continue to feed. You look at Josh Downs right after that, another one of those guys, maybe later down the line, if there were going to be another wide receiver from this Indianapolis offense that I'd want to latch on to, it would be Josh Downs. And my recommendation right now is if you have Alec Pearson Dynasty, be on notice. I don't want to tell anybody to panic sell anyone right now, but if this continues another week with him not seeing any targets, everything being funneled to Michael Pittman Jr., you need to get off of that Alec Pierce. And maybe this is an opportunity to kind of buy low and sneak Michael Pittman in before the Colts have another big game from Anthony Richardson to Michael Pittman Jr. So one of those younger guys that I think in Dynasty you can still build around. Is he going to be an elite wide receiver? Probably not, but if there's a world in which, a, in which a Rich just hyper targets Pittman, seems to be a little more efficient than Deontay Johnson. You tell me I'm going to get 150 targets to Michael Pittman. I don't care if it's from a Rich, Baker Mayfield. That's somebody that you're going to want for fantasy. So Michael Pittman Jr., not on your waivers, but I'd start him with confidence this week versus Houston, who just uh, who allowed Zay Flowers to do some damage against them. So I would definitely be firing up Michael Pittman. Don't think twice about it. And uh, just keep Josh Downs on your radar. Now, next player is a guy that we talked about on the last Trinity show, and it came to fruition in a major way. And I'm talking about Jacoby Myers, the new wide receiver, too, for the Las Vegas Raiders, playing opposite Devontae Adams that got out there and got a dub versus the Denver Broncos. And Jacoby Myers was awesome, was phenomenal, as was Devontae Adams. Both of those guys were incredible in this matchup. You look at this. Adams ran 100% of the routes for that team. Jacoby Myers only 83%. But then you look at all the other receivers out there, right? DeAndre Carter, Hunter Renfro, Christian Wilkerson, all those guys, 10%, 31%. Targets per route run. This is insane. 42% to Jacoby Myers. He had a 38% target share and a 41% air yard share. If he continued this throughout the season, and I know he had two touchdowns in this one, I mean, he's going to be a monster. Now, I'm not predicting that Jacoby Myers is going to do this for the entire season, but what Jimmy Garoppolo did in this game is, I believe, 90% of the targets, right? Uh, look at that. You add that up. Yeah, that target share went to those guys. Like, it, it, they were going to Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams time and time and time again. Everything was just funneled to those guys. And if you're going to tell me that you're going to have two receivers that get a 30-plus percent target share – a 30-plus, well, I'm not even going to 40% air yard share, 30-plus percent air yard share, 
uh, this is uh, this is probably going to be pretty fruitful for us. So Jacoby Myers, one of those players, I don't know how many leagues he was actually started in this week. Uh, you don't, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be available with concussion protocol. They play the Buffalo Bills on the road. You know, that might be one if he's not all the way healthy. It, it, it would be okay to sit him out. You fire up Devontae Adams with full confidence. But as soon as Jacoby Myers is back on the field, I want a piece of that offense. Now, we talked about the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson with Michael Pittman Jr. But in that game versus Houston, Houston put out uh, two impressive performances from a data standpoint when, when it comes to the Trinity for C.J. Stroud in his debut. And the player that I really want to highlight on this one is another one of those kind of cult legends that we've been wanting to get some opportunity for some time. Actually got some and looked pretty damn good doing it. And I'm talking about Nico Collins from the Houston Texans. You take a look at his utilization chart. Combined with Robert Woods and Noah Brown, all those guys played 70, ran 70% of their team's routes. Nico Collins, 72%. Robert Woods, 74%. And then you look at the target share for those two in particular. The only two wide receivers on that team to garner more than 20%. Hell, to garner more than 10% of C.J. Stroud's targets. And what does that tell me? Young rookie quarterback hyper-targeting the two guys that he trusts the most, the veterans, Nico Collins and Robert Woods. Nico Collins unlike Robert Woods, had 64% of his team's air yards. Unreal. 64% of his team's air yards went to Nico Collins. C.J. Stroud threw the ball 40-plus times. If he's going to continue to maintain that type of volume, Nico Collins is going to have an opportunity to produce. Now, this game, 14 points, you need the touchdown, but everything else was there. Target share right there at 25, over 25%. You look at the air yard share is there. You want some more route participation, just stay on the field a little bit more, Nico Collins, but I get it. A lot of running plays. You got two solid quality backs in Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary trying to take some pressure off your young quarterback. Check for Nico Collins and Robert Woods. Shallow leagues, they're probably on waivers, not telling you to pick them up right away. You need to prioritize Puka Nakua, prioritize Zay Flowers. But these are two players playing on a team where defensively they're going to be scored on. Houston Texans have a lot of good young pieces, but they did lose Jalen Petrie in that matchup. They're going to be scored on, and they're going to let their young quarterback throw the ball. I love him coming out from week one and chunking it 44 times all over the field, getting different receivers involved. C.J. Stroud's going to be all right. Nico Collins would be a beneficiary, as will Robert Woods. Let's talk about a couple of more players. Uh, we've got a rookie in here that I want to touch on. Jaden Reed of the Green Bay Packers. We go out there week one. Everybody is worried about what Jordan Love is going to look like. Jordan go Love goes out there and looks like one of the better quarterbacks that we saw play football this weekend. Now, Test is a little bit tougher. They go to Atlanta, and Atlanta has a very good defense. Jesse Bates was all over the field. Richie Grant can get after it at the safety position. You've got A.J. Terrell. Not sure if Christian Watson is going to play or not. Romeo Dobbs had a big game. But when you look at Jaden Reed, the peripherals and the metrics, they scream there could be something there down the line. So let's take a look at Jaden Reed. 67% of the routes, tied for first on the team with Romeo Dobbs. You look at his target share, tied with Romeo Dobbs at 19%, so right there with Romeo. You look at the targets per route run, identical, 25% for both of those guys. Now here's where Jaden Reed has a little bit of the upper hand when you're talking Trinity. Now, Dobbs did get those red zone targets, which really, really helps getting getting uh, 50% of those end zone targets. But 32% of the team's air yard shares for Jaden Reed, and this is a team, Jordan Love wants to take deep shots. They are going to throw the ball down the field. So especially in best ball formats, 
Jaden Reed is a wide receiver that I want to make sure that I have rostered, or if they're on waivers, put a star next to that name. But in best ball, you get a player that's getting 30-plus percent of its team air yards, and they want to push the ball downfield. They had to, they got to let off the gas early versus Chicago. These numbers, while Christian Watson is out, is encouraging. Now, Christian Watson's back. It changed the equation. You don't want to jam him in there. Best ball, you don't have to worry about it. But in best ball leagues where you roster in, where your starting lineup is 10 or 11, make sure Jaden Reed isn't there. Didn't score a lot week one, but I'm encouraged by the target share. The targets per route run is encouraging, and the air yard share in dot scream some boom weeks from Jaden Reed. And the final player I want to talk about is a guy that really didn't know what to expect for his debut on this new team. Another one of those cult legends that we love. And I was a little skeptical. Didn't really buy into it. It's going to be DPJ. It's going to be Cedric Tillman. It looked like it was some Elijah Moore for Deshaun Watson in week one versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Elijah Moore, you take a look at his peripherals and uh, pretty damn good. Now, Amari Cooper did get banged up during this game. He came back in, but you could tell he wasn't quite 100%. So you look at Elijah Moore and you think about a slot, you know, close to the line of scrimmage guy. Yet, 80% of his team's routes tied with Donovan Peoples-Jones for number one. He had 23% of his team's target share, which was, did lead the team. Amari Cooper next at 19%. But get this, every other receiver after that, sub-9% target share. So it's really going to these two guys, the running backs, tight ends. It's going, it's being funneled to these guys right now. Air yard share. You would think Donovan Peoples-Jones, that downfield threat he plays that will full a role, 24% 24% for Elijah Moore, 24% for Amari Cooper, who we talked about in the last Trinity video, 11% for DPJ, and 33% for Marquise Goodwin. So no one really talked about Goodwin, but Goodwin out there on his 23% uh, route participation, Gardner, 25% of those routes, uh, 25% of the targets per route run, 8% of the overall targets, and then he got the big, the big chunk of air yards, but Elijah Moore being used in other ways outside of gadget, close, slot, right around the line of scrimmage is A dot 11.1. Not bad. Not bad. Amari Cooper, 13.6. Donovan Peoples Jones, 15.5. And a good one had a long catch. But point is, Elijah Moore, from a Trinity perspective, is a receiver who could potentially work his way into more volume, more opportunity. Encouraging numbers week one from a player that we really didn't know what to expect from. So I'm excited to see how this continues to go for the Browns, for Elijah Moore. And uh, Cleveland gets Pittsburgh, ABC. This is the uh, Monday night matchup. We've got a doubleheader. This is a tough, tough sledding versus those Pittsburgh Steelers. Now we just saw Brock Purdy shred them very quickly. So we'll see what Watson can do in that regard. Now, there are some receivers I did not touch on in this show. I'm going to let one more week happen, and then we're going to talk about some players who we're a little concerned about after a couple of weeks of NFL action. So I appreciate you being here. If you stuck around until the end of the video, like I asked, just hit that thumbs up button, like, subscribe to content, comment below. Let me know which players you're excited about, which players have you a little bit nervous after week one. We don't want to panic, but we are going to react. So I appreciate you tapping into Destination Devi. Got a lot of good stuff coming your way very soon. Y'all be blessed. Have a good one. I'm out. Peace.